Hello, good morning, good day, beautiful people. You are most welcome to today's edition of Marriage Diet. This is Festus Flourish Osemuahu. And uh, you're welcome to our regular Marriage Diet series. Today is the 17th day in the month of August 2021. I want to welcome both the singles and the couples to today's edition. Happy listening. It's good to have everybody on board today. Wow. God bless you. Okay. I Let's just quickly get into the point for the day. Yesterday, we practically had to rush off because the time was just not adequate. Okay. Um, if you haven't listened to yesterday's podcast, I want to advise you to do so. That is the way you can connect with what I'm going to be talking about today okay now we are overall looking at the topic or looking at the main theme though it's in series when the husband is the victim that's what we're looking at and um, being the victim we're talking about domestic violence against the man against the husband like someone uh, you know asked me backstage recently said I, i mean it's strange talking about this topic as the husband being the victim and he was also quick to pointing out the fact that he has seen the case as okay beautiful so if you have seen the case it means though the minority it does exist so if not for any other thing else we need to draw um, an awareness for people like this men like this sometimes it's not about the fact that they do not have the strength or enough muscle to fight back somehow it's just not possible. They can't do it. They've been held up in captivity. The circumstances can't even make them get out of it. I mean, nobody's advising or recommending violence against violence. But sometimes these men are just incapacitated. And they remain in such a position. Some will die easily or early. Some will you know, get into serious depression. And of course, with a strong suicidal thought coming into their mind, they could actually take that option. So we're doing this just to draw an awareness to a group of persons like this who possibly are going through domestic violence uh, from their wife um, just so that they can speak up and possibly find a way out of it. Like I did promise, at some point we're going to get a professional. I I want to actually get a professional, especially for those, our brothers and sisters in the diaspora. Okay, uh, we're going to get the opinion of a of of a professional you know as per what you can do to get out of this mess if you are having such a situation but hey generally we're talking to with everybody both in the diaspora in africa wherever you are in the continent we need to know that this exists there are a couple of men going through this and it's really hard on them and we need to get them out of it okay you know yesterday we talked about uh, biased parental interference as one of the reasons why some women could be pushed to becoming the perpetrators of domestic violence. In other words, we are trying to say as much as we want to condemn this act, much more condemn these women that are carrying out this act against their husbands. We're saying there are trigger points. There are reasons why some women will be pushed to this. And so it's not just enough to condemn the act, but let's deal with the root causes 
all right if we condemn the act and we don't deal with the root causes we're just going to keep going to keep going around and around in circles and that's what we're trying to do with this trying to identify the root causes of um, domestic violence uh, as it affects men and so um, yesterday i couldn't conclude that um, particular episode and i did promise i was going to do episode two and hey we are here today just to ice the cake because i needed to still speak more on this okay now um bias parental interference is about the parents getting to involve themselves in the affairs of the children much more in this case of their son um whether it's convenient or not and sometimes in a very selfish manner at uh, the expense of of the son and the wife's happiness and and uh, their cordial relationship though they won't see it that way and that's what i want to quickly express now you know the role of parents on this matter why they tend to behave that way it's a psychological thing you know this is just like a domino effect everything is just connected around each other you know but somehow we've got to find a way if we're really interested in finding solution we have to be able to trace all these variables and see how we can put every one of them to where they belong now one would wonder why would a mother behave that way most times fathers okay they are less interested about what happened with their sons in his marriage you know with the wife uh, a man will always tell his son go and handle your stuff okay be a man and all that but most times it's always the mother and this also explains the reason why we have this tussle and and war between mother-in-laws and daughters-in-law we hardly have that between mother uh, daughter-in-laws and father-in-laws you know what i'm talking about hardly the war is always between mother-in-law and father-in-law the reason is this very simple every mother even at age 70 with her son being at age 45 still sees her son like a baby boy <laughs> i hope you understand what i'm talking about some of you, you I, I want to put these cards on the ground and i want you to sincerely dig in with me to realize what i'm talking about i mean some of you can connect you can resonate with this you already have kids okay you have children your you have a 20 years old son a 25 year old daughter how do you feel as a woman how do you feel about that boy he's 25 he's 30 how do you feel about him you know there's still this connection this tendency to see him as a boy because when you remember how you give birth to him how you groomed him there is i, I don't know it's not always peculiar with fathers but mothers that connection of bringing up their sons connected to their sons even at age 40 they still see him as a boy this is actually where the problem would always start where the mother doesn't know where when to release this boy because he has become a man or when to give him space because he's no longer a boy but a mother even at 90 still sees a full-fledged man who now already even has uh, grandchildren as a boy as a boy that's where the problem is coming from and, and that's why i need to let our mothers know mother-in-laws with issues having issues with daughter-in-laws you've got to understand that he's no longer a boy the word of god says in in genesis chapter 2 
24 it said therefore shall a man not a boy therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall be cleaved unto his wife and the and the twin as two of them shall become one flesh so there is the living of the father there is the living of the mother and joining unto the wife a lot of mothers don't want to agree to this that is the problem his my son is my son forever he must not leave when well, nobody is arguing with you but psychologically emotionally spiritually he has to detach he has to build this home if a wise woman you've got to understand having raised that boy up to the age 30 before he got into marriage you have done your bit it means that you have done all you need to do to prepare him for life so if at age 30 you are still practically carrying his things up and down it means you as a mother has failed it means you've not raised him up well you have failed otherwise this is where the loophole is coming in from that attachment he's my son he's my boy he takes instruction from me he has to be loyal to me at the expense of his wife a wise mother wouldn't do that your wife is now your mother your wife is now the very most important woman in your life go and protect her that is what a wise mother would do give me all the honor that you need to give to me you can have no matter what you can have another mother in fact they would thought a mother can even jokingly say if you lose one wife you can marry another wife but hey boy you can it's not possible you can have two mothers even if one is a foster mother the other one is adopted mother there is only one biological mother son give me that honor but go and respect your wife go and team up with your wife go and work with your wife that is what a, 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 an understanding mother would do but in most cases she wouldn't so she's still going to trail the boy monitor the boy keep eyes on him and make the boy see that she is the supreme you know the number one priority and so she's she's still going to be detecting to the boy what to do and in most cases that is what often gets the daughter-in-laws infuriated because this lady in the house can have the attention of her husband her husband worries dance to the mother like i said yesterday when it gets to a point where this woman now starts fighting back of course you know anybody that hears that anybody that sees that will always want to condemn the woman oh how dare you oh, you know you know respectful she's an elderly person you're supposed to respect her you're not supposed to make those statements and and abuses and act that way hey, like i said yesterday the lady has gotten to a point that she's gotten she's it's gotten into her she doesn't care anymore she doesn't care anymore so this is actually to our mothers if we're going to move on here because you don't know where this lady is coming from she's also coming from her home yes your boy had been your boy your son he's now married his loyalty should be first to his wife okay and this woman you're talking about is a daughter of another woman and man You didn't know her from Adam from anywhere. It was your son that fell in love with her. You do not understand her temperament and uh, the way she behaves. 
except when she comes around for a week, for two weeks during festive period, that's when you see her. But hey, it's your son that knows her. And from antecedent, you don't know what she will do. So sometimes you see some of these women who, you know, their nature had always been, oh, it's the Holy Spirit that calmed me down. And they will get to a point, they will say, Holy Spirit, wait, wait first. Let me, <laughs> let me teach this woman that, uh, you know, I, I understand the power of justice. Uh, she can't come and, you know, so women will just get to that point and they'll begin to react that way. So what happens to the man? The man is at the middle of it all. What happens to the mother-in-law? It's a fight to finish. My daughter-in-law can't take my son away from me. Now, she still calls him my son because she still looks at him like a boy. Can't take my son away from me. Hey, like yesterday I did say, I'm going to start talking about the solution. When you see such, what is the way forward? It begins with the mother-in-law. You've got to understand that he's not a man. Leave him. Leave him. I repeat it for the third time. Leave him and let him go. Okay, let him go. He's your son. You've done so much for him. You've raised him up. Leave him and let him go. That's what love does. When you love someone, sometimes you know when to release and let go. It's not as if the person is going to turn his back against you. But that's the only way the young man will develop the strong character of a man whom you as a mother would be proud of and say, yes, I raised up this boy. But this interference, this trying to tell him what to do, this your wife is a bad woman, you know, we need to break her wings. No, it doesn't work. Leave him, let him go. Leave him. Let him live his life practically. He will take counsel from you. He will always honor you. But teach him to know when to, to move on. All right, because it's not just a matter of you let him go, but he has to move on. He, he, he has to understand that there's a place where he has to stand on his own. And when, as a mother, you see that he's not acting that way, what do you do? You correct him as a son. If you have made a policy with your wife concerning who comes in and who doesn't come in, don't give us special preference. Don't. You see, that's what a wise woman would do. Don't. Except I want to ask you, why did you take that decision? So if the decision is in the best interest of the marriage, okay, whatever is good for the goals is good for the gender. Extend it to us as well. Let us also take permission from you whenever we want to come. Otherwise, go and review the policy and bring her mother and give her mother the privilege as well. That's what the mother-in-law should do. Now, the second one, which of course is the most important, is the, the son who is who has been a boy to her. That's the mother. See, in all of this, it actually will rest in the hands of this young man to put together a very powerful way out of a situation like this and lead by example. You left your parents seeking for a woman. You found one. You told her, I love you. I want to marry you. I want to spend the rest of my life with you. Do you understand what that means? That is commitment. If you're a man out there, you are hearing the sound of my voice, and you're already making this mistake now, I want you to hear this very well. These few words I just said now a while ago, some of you said it, that is commitment. And of course, commitment, when followed up, produces responsibility. It means that you have to be responsible to what you are committed to. We don't see it this way. Most men don't see it this way. 
that woman that you've gotten married to, you went through all the process of getting her consent and all that, you took her away from her life. Okay, that's the word I will use. And then you meshed her into your life. She changed her name completely for your sake. She used to be um, Jane um, Wankwa, possibly. You know, that's her name. And she changed from James Wankwa to James um, to, to um, is it Jane? Okay, Jane Wankwa to Jane Ibrahim. Okay, just imagine two places, two tribal communities. All right, she had to do that. She would even go and swear affidavits, change her document to reflect this. Do you know what she has done? She has changed her life. Oh, I, I need men to understand. She has changed her life. And that is why, no matter what has happened, everybody has a weakness. If your wife has a weakness, okay, deal with it, okay? And of course, it's not something you deal with one day. You keep dealing with it until the day you die. But don't for once carry another above your wife and use your wife to sit down as a stood. That's where you're going to get the problem from. Your leadership must be in place so that you know what to give to your wife and what to give to your mother. Your mother has a special place in your life. Nobody can replace her, honor her accordingly. Your wife now is that tool God has given to you to create your own generation. That is most, most important. You give her her space as well. Your mother is in her matrimonial home. Your wife is with you in her own matrimonial home. Okay, so what that means is you need to give this, your wife, all the necessary well without the environment to be able to succeed in her own matrimonial home. Don't make it difficult for her. Don't use one against the other. Don't do a preferential kind of a thing. Your mother is good. Love her. Shower her with all the support you can. But he is different from your wife. And so if yourself and your wife, you have decided that these are the things that we need to do, don't suddenly because, oh, I love my mother so much. Hey, hey. And then you would now take your mother to be fighting your mother, to your wife rather. And then, what still, you wouldn't even mind your wife's mother. She also has a mother. You see the sentiment? That's why when it comes to marriage, it's not just about two persons. Thank God singles are listening to this. You fell in love with someone, you hey, my body is catching me. Hey, this guy is hot. See, when you get into marriage, it's more than that. Two families have been fused together. The good, the bad, the ugly. And you've got to be careful the way you handle the emotions of this individual. Because some women who started beautifully well, who never thought they would rise up against their husband, this is how it often starts. When priorities have been misplaced and uh, everything has been turned upside down. And before you know what's going on, the woman is just fighting for her place and she just doesn't really care what happens. Like yesterday I was saying, you know, when the situation whereby you start seeing the woman saying to the husband, you dare not leave the house today. Try me. Try me and you will see what I will do. You know. She, it has gotten to a point where the woman is fighting back. She's been frustrated. Finding out it was not always like that at the beginning. Somehow, when they got married, this woman used to be respect the husband. How did she, how did it get to that point where she doesn't have any out of respect for the man? Excuse the cloth on his neck, take the car key away from him. Sometimes we will become violent, breaking things, just to prove a point. 
How did it get to this extent? If the man had played the leadership role very well, somehow, most times, it won't get to this extent where the man can't even have respect in the eyes of the wife. Like I said, respect is not what you force. You earn it. And so if he has done things that had earned him the respect from the wife, the wife won't get to this extent. So instead of just condemning people like this, let us see and look beneath that it's possible that a lot of things had gone, water had gone under the carpet. And so what you're seeing today is just a reaction, you know, a long-term reaction, you know, from someone who had bottled up so many things. Please, husband, the onus is on you to do the right thing. Put your house in order. Set a good leadership in place. And for you women, you also have a piece of advice here. You're doing this. You have no justification. You know, I've just told you what could possibly had, you know, created this kind of environment. But you have no justification. You, you, violence can beget good. Violence will only beget violence. Evil will beget evil. You can't use what is wrong to correct what is wrong. All right? I, I will say it more than that. Yet what you see, what you're fighting is wrong, but now you're doing it in another wrong way. So you see, you are also very wrong. There's this from this. You can't be fighting your mother-in-law. You can't be insulting her no matter what. Don't forget it's the law of karma. Whatever you say, you're going to repeat. One day you also become a mother-in-law and it's a seed it will come back to you some of them have got to be a way out of it some of them have got to be a peace a peace deal out of this so what our advice in situations like this let the man and the woman sit down it begins with dialogue unite together and chat a way forward and then where insults had been hired at the mother-in-law words have been exchanged let the man now take the wife to the mother-in-law Please, mother, whatever my wife has said against you, I said it against you. I am sorry. I think it was my fault. I didn't play this card very well. Please forgive us. Let the son go and apologize with the wife. Remorsefully apologize and set a new chapter. And stop this bias sentiment. Uh, it's your mother. My mother, my mother is the saint. Your mother is the devil. Stop it. And then you will see a woman that you thought had become violent would change would change and no longer have this violence you know somehow in that peaceful disposition person that is the violent nature and sometimes things will just push these things out so let's be wise and let's do the right you know what time is gone again let's hold it here today in case you're just having access to the podcast for the first time you want to connect our whatsapp number is plus two three four eight one zero seven one two six one four eight okay let's do this again tomorrow god willing until then don't forget if marriage is an institution then couples and singles must be students marriage care truly cares god bless you do have a great day bye